Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yo, what's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Wednesday, November 27th, the day before Thanksgiving, and in the spirit of Thanksgiving, you already know I had to log back in and give you all another exciting episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Um, I know it's been a minute. It's been a long time since there's been a new episode, but I promise you it's not because I haven't been thinking about the podcast or because I didn't want to do it anymore. The hiatus is actually because of the things that I'm trying to put in motion for the podcast. So um, without further ado, I do have an announcement to make. Starting at the beginning of the year, so the first week in January, Thinking Outside the Boombox will begin streaming on Twitch. If you don't know what Twitch is, Twitch is a service um, where creators can go on and they they stream um, their art live um, to viewers. So the podcast is going live to reach, you know, um, a different type of audience. Um, And, you know, as of now, starting in January, uh, that'll be a weekly format where I'll be live streaming the podcast. Same same thing that I'm doing now, but, you know, it'll allow me to have more guests um, on the podcast and for the audience to be able to interact with the podcast in a different way. So, you know. From now until the rest of the year, um, everything will still be in this audio format that you're hearing right now. Um, We got 
the top 40 songs list, um, or it's probably going to be the top 50 this year. That's still going to happen on this podcast. The top 25 albums of the year, that's still going to happen on this podcast. Um, In this episode, in the Dig Deeper segment, we're doing the Grammy nominations and predictions for the 62nd annual Grammys. But starting in the new year, you know, we're moving on to a new chapter, and that chapter is streaming on Twitch. Um, and in the podcast newsletter um, and on all of the forthcoming podcast newsletters, I'll be featuring the link um, for the Twitch stream. So you can the way it works is you can follow the Twitch stream, which is free. Um, you just follow it and then you have like, you know, a list of all of the, the streamers that you're following and you'll get notified whenever an episode goes live. And even if you aren't able to, to watch the stream live, there are um, videos of all the past streams. So you'll be able to watch it at a later date or you can be a subscriber and a subscriber is um, you can um, pay to subscribe on Twitch um, for $4.99 a month, or if you have an Amazon Prime account, um, you get a free subscription through Twitch Prime. So if you have an Amazon Prime, you can connect that to a Twitch Prime and subscribe to the podcast. And the same the same payout works either way for me. But you know, there'll be more information on that likely um, before I do the most anticipated albums for 2020 episode i might do you know just like a an introduction stream on twitch um so yeah those are the those are the things that have been going on i've been getting that ready in the back end um you know and there's you know there's some other some other things some other creative things that are happening that you know i'll reveal at a a much later date but for now that is the direction that i'm taking the podcast i'm very excited about it um and you know it is very possible that all of the twitch streams that i have i might still be able to upload here but you know as of now let's focus on this present um and we still got we still got more more audio podcasts to come before um it officially moves to twitch so um in today's podcast i'm gonna hit you with uh, a song of the week um, and then in the, it's going to be a very short press play segment. I just want to mention, you know, some albums that have dropped in the past, you know, couple of months that, you know, if you didn't know about or you haven't heard, you definitely need um, to listen to. And then, as I mentioned in the Dig Deeper segment, um, I will be discussing the Grammy Award nominations for the 62nd Annual Grammy Awards, and I will be giving my predictions. So without further ado, let's jump into the song of the week. The song of the week for this week um, is a song that really has been stuck in my head all all week. Um, it's by an artist named Mahalia. She is um, she is a, a British singer who uh, she had a song called "Do Not Disturb," which may be um, I don't it's it's I feel like it's her most popular song. It's the one that. I think I really got introduced to her um, from um, it's off of her her album Love and Compromise, which she dropped this year. Um, she has a song on there called What You Did, which features LMA, which I feel like I've featured on the podcast before. 
Um, but this song is called I Wish I Missed My Ex. And, you know, it's the vibe of this song is just so fun. Like I was I was coming in the house the other day and this came on and I was I just started, you know, dancing up the stairs like it's it, it, it makes you move. It forces you to move because the vibe, the energy, um, the, the instrumentation of the song is that good. Like it, it really just, you know, it really just, uh, you know, causes you to just start dancing. Um and she's a great songwriter. She's got a great voice. Um, her album, Love and Compromise, is a really good album. You should check that out. So the song of the week for this week is I Wish I Missed My Ex by Mahalia. Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Press Play segment. Welcome back to the Press Play segment. Um, as you may know, usually this segment is divided into three parts. Um, the first is the things that you can check out. That's where I talk to you about new songs, new music videos, new performances um, that you really need to see. There's the rumor mill and announcements segment, which is, um, you know, announcements from artists um, or even rumors that are floating around about artists and new music they're going to drop that may not be officially verified, but you should know about just in case. And then there's the upcoming and recently released albums segment where I talk to you about albums that have dropped within the past two weeks or are going to drop within the next month that you need to keep on your radar. Um, so in today's episode, um, I'm just going to you know go through a few albums that have been recently released that I think that you definitely should check out. Um, so first, Fuck Your Feelings by Robert Glasper. Um, Robert Glasper is a legend. Um, he's an amazing R&B artist. He plays the piano and a, and a lot of instruments, actually. And I kind of see him as like the DJ Khaled of R&B music, except he does way more than DJ Khaled. Like he actually like writes you know, the music and plays the instruments. And then he gets a bunch of different artists on his songs. Like he came out with the Black Radio album, Black Radio 2 album. He had a lot of artists on there like Marsha Ambrosius, Lupe Fiasco. Um, they did, you know, um, covers or, yeah, covers of like Cherish the Day by Sade. Like he's, he's an amazing artist. Um, the projects he puts out are very good and you know he's won a few Grammys because of that and so he put out an album Fuck Your Feelings um, a few uh, maybe a month and a half ago it's got features by YBN Corday, Mick Jenkins, uh, Baby Rose, Sir, Bridget Kelly, um, Queen Nyjah, uh, Most Deaf or Yasin Bey like it's a really good album um, and you definitely, you definitely need to check it out. It's, it's good music through and through. Um, let's see who else, uh, Gallant or Gallant. I really don't know how to say the dude's name. I think it's Gallant. Um, R&B soul singer. He finally dropped his new album. You know, he went through a lot of stuff where he was going on tour and then he canceled the tour. Um, and there was supposed to be a new album and then it didn't come. And then he just released song after song after song. And we were like, what's happening? Um, Sweet Insomnia is the name of the album. It's great. Gallant is amazing. Check out the album. Um, Tank dropped a new album. You know, he's one of them dudes out there when that King of R&B conversation was happening. And he was like, yo, it's really me. Like, fuck what Jacquees is talking about. Um, 
And so he put out an album that features, you know, it's got Chris Brown on it. It's got uh, JoJo on it. Keith Sweat is on it. It's worth a listen. It's called Elevation. Um, that's by Tank. Um, R&B really, really has really come through this year. Xavier Omar and Sango put out a project called Moments Spent Loving You. Um, definitely go listen to that album. That's some good R&B. It's got features from Wale on it. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's dope. It's dope. Xavier Omar, um, I learned about him actually through a podcast. Um, and then one of his songs ended up making one of my top 40 lists, I think maybe a couple years ago, Speculate. Um, and ever since then, I've been you know kind of keeping track of him. Uh, he's a great artist, and he, he makes really good music. So definitely go and check out that project. Earl Sweatshirt dropped off um, a seven-track project, 15 minutes in length, called Feet of Clay. Um, you know, leave it to Earl Sweatshirt to always do something that's, you know, so unorthodox with his releases. Um, nobody knew this was coming, but yeah, uh, go get that feet of clay by Earl Sweatshirt, uh, Gangstar. They said they were coming out with a new album, you know, following them releasing that family and loyalty song with J. Cole. They did. It's got some great features on it. It's called one of the best yet. That's the name of the album. So go get that new Gangstar album. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, Doja Cat dropped off a new album called Hot Pink. Um, Smino and Gucci Man are featured on it. Go get that. Speaking of Jacquees, he dropped off a new album called King of R&B. Uh, I think it's decent. It's not, you know, for somebody who's saying he's the King of R&B and then puts out an album that's called King of R&B. I think the album needed to be better. But, you know, it is also still worth a listen. So go get King of R&B. Uh, by Jacquees. Um Rocky Fresh, who, man, y'all might have forgot about Rocky Fresh, but he's an artist uh, from Chicago. He signed to MMG, and then we kind of just haven't heard anything from him in a while, but he finally dropped off a new project. Um, it features Chris Brown, Tory Lanez is on it, uh, Aaron Ray. Um, it's called Destination. And, you know, it, it really it really made me miss Rocky Fresh's, you know, his rapping and his music because he's a, he's a good artist. So go get that destination um, by Rocky Fresh. Um, the Queen and Slim soundtrack um, is dope. It's got a, a new song from uh, Lauren Hill on it called Garden the Gates. So, I mean, that alone you need to go get. But also Vince Staples, uh, Black, Raphael Sadiq, Bilal, Megan the Stallion, BJ the Chicago Kid, Burna Boy, Lil Baby. They're all on it. So go get the Queen and Slim soundtrack. Absolutely. Um, Eric Bellinger, who is a good R&B artist, who is also a great songwriter, who's written hits for lots of artists. He dropped off his his project cuffing season three go get that tanache dropped off a new project called songs for you um features by g easy black go get that um and let's talk about chicks tape five tory lanes i think this is one of the best projects that tory lanes has dropped um i don't know too much about the previous chicks tapes if they were if on those projects, he always remixed classic R&B songs. So I'm just going to talk about this one. But Chicks Tape 5 is so dope. Essentially, every single song on the tape, Tory Lanez remixed a classic R&B 
track like Trade It All by Jagged Edge, I'm Sprung by T-Pain, Beautiful by Snoop Dogg and Pharrell, uh, Take You Down by Chris Brown, Splash Waterfalls by Ludacris, I Love Your Girl by The Dream, like it's so much, like so many, uh, Just Can't Wait by Trey Songs. It's, it's amazing. Um, like how many like classics he really remixed and what makes it even better is not only did he remix, um, all of these tracks, but on, I don't want to say every, but I think every, yeah. On every single song, except maybe one, he got the, the OG, he got the original, person who made the song on the track so it's not like he just took these people's songs he flipped it and then put it out he he flipped it and then he got the original people involved he got that cosign on every single track so on the joint that flips beautiful um pharrell and snoop dogg snoop dogg is featured uh he's got a song on there called jerry sprunger which flips i'm sprung by t-pain t-pain is featured the first song on the joint features jagged edge for that trade it all um flip he got the dream on there he got Ludacris on here he got chris brown on here he got maya he got mario he got trey songs he got ashanti he got lloyd and little wayne he got fabulous like (laughs) it's it was it's an amazing effort and i think it's one of tory lane's best projects and it's cohesive he's got like a little skit weaving weaving through it and you know I think he really did it. He really did it. It's, it's a dope project. So definitely go get Chicks Tape 5 by Tory Lanez. Um, a few songs you should check out. Party Next Door dropped off two new tracks. One of them is called The News. The other is called Loyal and it features Drake. They're both dope. Um, I think this means that we might actually get, I mean, it probably won't be called the same thing now, but I think we might actually get a new Party Next Door album probably in next year. I wouldn't think he's going to drop it this year. Um, the weekend dropped off a new track called Heartless. Um, he was supposed to be dropping off his Chapter Six album this year, so maybe the fact that he dropped this single means that we're gonna get um, a new weekend album in December. Um, I think I also saw who was it? Actually, I think it was Party. I think Party tweeted out that his new album is coming in January. Um, so yeah, we got, we got big things coming. It is November 27th. So, um, officially as far as my top 40 or top 50 songs and top 25 albums list, as well as the nominees for the next thinking outside the Boombox award show, all of that ends this Friday, November 30th is the cutoff. Because especially for my end of the year list, I don't want to feature anything that was released in December because it doesn't really give me enough time to listen to that and, you know, grade it or judge it among the stuff that has been out all year um, when I have to, you know, release those episodes in December and, you know, in, you know, January for the, the award show. So this Friday any new albums or new songs that release this Friday, two days from now, will be eligible um, to be featured on the end of the year list or in the awards, uh, award nominations uh, for the awards next year. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so that's been a lot of the music that, um, you know, we've kind of missed um, since the last podcast. Uh, So without further ado, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. 
Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. It is now time for the Dig Deeper segment. Welcome to the Dig Deeper segment. Um, As I mentioned at the top of the episode, uh, this week's Dig Deeper segment, I will be discussing the 62nd Annual Grammy Award nominations and giving my predictions. Um, You already know what it is with the Grammys. Um, uh, Troubled past um, as far as representation, diversity, giving the awards to the people who actually deserve it. Um, You know, they had some issues... Um, where um, there weren't a lot of, you know, hip-hop and R&B artists featured in the big four categories. So that's album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, best new artist. Um, and in the past few years, they've done some things to, to rectify that. So the eligibility period for this year's Grammys um is October 1st, 2018 through August 31st, 2019. So, you know, no music that has dropped this year for the past two, three months will be featured um, on the Grammys. Um, they actually moved it up a month from previous years. Um, it used to be a 12-month period from October 1st to September 30th, but now it's only 11 months. So, you know, that brings its own issues where you're watching a Grammy show in 2020 that's supposed to be about music from 2019 when really it's only for eight months of 2019 and also like three months from 2018. It's just very confusing. Um, Leading the nominations uh, in this year's Grammys, Lizzo with eight, Lil Nas X with six. Um, Some other very important info, Neil Portnow, um, who was the Grammy president Um, the president of the Recording Academy, he made those inappropriate comments about women nominees a couple years back where he said, like, if you, if the women don't, you know, are upset that they didn't win or something like that, then they need to, like, step it up, basically. He said something like that. He apologized afterwards, but, I mean, (laughs) you can't walk that back. Um, Well, he was replaced as president of the Recording Academy uh, this year by Deborah Dugan, who was the first woman president of the Recording Academy. She took over in August of this year, and this year's award show will be the first that she presides over. Um, So that is very good news. So let's jump into the big four categories. As you know, I usually focus solely on the hip-hop, or as the rap categories, the R&B categories, and the big four. So that's generally 13 categories. I had been doing music video in the past as one of the ones I do predictions for, but this year um, the majority of the nominees are not hip-hop and R&B nominees. So, you know, this is a hip-hop and R&B podcast, so I try to keep it to that. Um, so it's 13 categories. The big four, there's four in rap, and there's five in R&B. So let's start with the big four, and let's start with album of the year. Um... So, the nominees are I, I by Boney Vare, Norman Fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey, um, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish, Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, I Used to Know Her by Her, um, Seven by Lil Nas X, 
Cause I Love You, the deluxe edition by Lizzo, um, and Father of the Bride, Vampire Weekend. Um, so this is this is tough. This is a tough category. Um, I had a really uh, the, all of the categories were were tough this year. Um, they nominated a lot of worthy artists in each category, which made it a little bit more difficult to figure out who they might choose. Because you know, as I always say. You can't always just say, well, this album was better than all of these, so this should win. And I mean, that statement in itself is very subjective. Um, But the Grammys doesn't work like that because I feel like, you know, it is a lot of politics. And, you know, they're going to be like, oh, well, we're not going to give her this award. So we're going to give her this award down the line that she's nominated for. It's a it's a less award than the big one, but we're still rewarding her that those type of politics. You know what I mean? And so you have to kind of like, you know, really figure out um, how they're going to how they're going to do it. So just some things I want to mention about um, these nominees. Her. This is her second straight nomination in the album of the year category. That is huge. The Grammy, the Academy, they really like her. I didn't even think I used to know her was, you know, a phenomenal album, to be honest. Um, it didn't rank super high on my my list last year. Um, but that's two years in a row that she's gotten an album of the year nomination. That's big. Lil Nas X, his seven project, um, which I also was a little underwhelmed by. But I mean, Old Town Road and Panini have been <laughs> taken off. Um, and taken off as an understatement for Old Town Road. Um, Cause I Love You, the deluxe edition by Lizzo. Um, so just to give you some context for that, the deluxe edition features the songs Boys, Truth Hurts, and Water Me. So, you know, technically Truth Hurts wasn't a part of the official album. So I think the reason that they're doing deluxe is because they want to count uh, truth hurts in there. So, um, I've listened to Ariana Grande's album. I've listened to Lana Del Rey, Ray's album. I've listened to Boney Vare's album. Um, the only two that I haven't listened to were Billie Eilish and Vampire Weekend because they're just not, those aren't my, those aren't my people. You know, that's not my genres. I don't really listen to you know, the horror, horror pop or whatever is like I've heard people describe Billie Eilish and Vampire Weekend. I just it's just not it's not the genres I listen to. But I mean, even without listening to those albums, I'm picking Lizzo here. You know, she was nominated for eight Grammys for a reason. And when I I look at this list and I think who could really knock off this album um, I think it could be Ariana Grande. Um, you know, as far as popularity goes, she's the most popular on this list, I would say. Um, Lana Del Rey is an option, but, you know, I didn't think Norman fucking Rockwell was better than Cause I Love You. I didn't think it had, a you know, a greater impact. Um, even though they've nominated her for this category two years in a row, she didn't win it last year. And because she's nominated further down in the R&B categories, I think they're going to give her one of those. So I don't think they'll give her album of the year here. I'm going with Lizzo because I love you, Deluxe. I think Lizzo has had an incredible year. Um, she's won awards and almost all of the award shows. And I think that even though she is featured in, um, I think she's featured in a few of the pop categories, I think 
I think she's going to take home album of the year. Um, I'm not positive, but that's my prediction. Um, let's just go to record of the year. Record of the year um, and song of the year differ in one way. Record of the year is the music. It's the the production, the the performance. Song of the year is a songwriter's award. So if an artist wins a record of the year award, their producers also get a Grammy. Songwriters, the songwriters also get a Grammy. So record of the year nominees, Hey Ma by Bon Iver, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, Seven Rings by Ariana Grande, Hard Place by Her, Talk by Khaled, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus, Truth Hurts by Lizzo, Sunflower by Post Malone and Sway Lee. Um, really tough category. You want to think that Truth Hurts is going to walk away with this. Um, oh, this is a tough category, man. I think the front runners for this award are Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, because I have heard that song and I, I've seen the way people react to it. Old Town Road by Lil Nas X, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Those three, one of them... I would guarantee will win record of the year. Let me also point out that um, in a large majority of the time, the song that wins record of the year also wins song of the year. And of the three that I mentioned, bad guy, old town road and truth hurts, bad guy and truth hurts are also nominated for song of the year. But I think they're going to buck some trends this year. I think Old Town Road was the the records that it broke and the the impact that that song had and you know how crazy that song went you know commercially I think Old Town Road is winning record of the year this year if not Old Town Road I think it goes to huh I think it goes to Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. But I'm putting my money on Old Town Road. Song of the Year, as I mentioned, is a songwriter's award. The nominees are Always Remember Us This Way by Lady Gaga, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, Bring My Flowers Now by Tanya Tucker, Hard Place by Her, Norman Fucking Rockwell by Lana Del Rey, Lover by Taylor Swift, Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. This is another tough category, and there's some context I want to give you for all of the for most of these songs. The Lady Gaga song "Always Remember Us This Way" was from the "A Star Is Born" soundtrack, and that may seem weird because the song "Shallow" from the "Star Is Born" soundtrack was nominated in last year's Grammy. So how could these two songs be nominated in both years? Well, because "Shallow" was submitted or, or released um, in last year's eligibility period, while this song was released in this year's eligibility period. It really doesn't make sense to me that two songs from the same album can win Grammys in different years, but with their eligibility and the way people release stuff nowadays, it can. Um, So that's that song. Bring My Flowers Now, the Tanya Tucker song. So Tanya Tucker, from my research, um, she's a 61-year-old country singer. And so she put out an album this year called, uh, what's it called? While I'm Alive, While I'm Still Alive. Uh, sorry, hold on, let me find it. While I'm Living. Um, 
so she has a song on there called Bring My Flowers Now. That's what this that's what was nominated for Song of the Year. Now, some interesting information. Brandy Carlisle, she was nominated for Song of the Year last year. Um, and also, I think she she won, you know, some Grammys last year. Brandy Carlisle. She pro- helped produce this album with Tanya Tucker. And she was the primary writer. Like, her name was first in the writer column for 60% of this album. Um, for this song, however, Tanya Tucker was the primary writer. But Carlisle was still a writer on it. Um, so I just think it's interesting, you know, that Carlisle was still very present in the Song of the Year uh, category, even, you know, without putting out, you know, new music. But at the end of the day, after Taylor Swift, you know, didn't wasn't nominated for any Grammys last year. Um, she's nominated for her song Lover under Song of the Year, even though I don't think it deserves it. Based on politics and name and popularity and all of that, I think they're giving Taylor Swift the Grammy for Lover this year. Um, if I had to guess who would actually win, I think it should be between Bad Guy Billie Eilish and Truth Hurts Lizzo um, with the the um, with it like leaning towards Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, but I think it will be Lover by Taylor Swift. I'm just you know I'm trying to predict here, and I think that's that's what's gonna happen. Best new artist. Um, this category is for artists who. If they released a project in the eligibility year that achieved, you know, uh, you know, them some more visibility or a breakthrough into the mainstream, into the public consciousness, and it impacted the musical landscape, they're nominated for Best New Artist. So it doesn't have to be their first project, but if it's their first project that like really made them blow up in the eligibility year, they're eligible to be nominated for Best New Artist. So the nominees for this, Black Pumas. Billie Eilish, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, Maggie Rogers, Rosalia, Tank and the Bangas, Yola. Um, I think this is going to Lizzo. Um, a lot of really good artists in here. Um, I'm, you know, trying to get more into Black Pumas. They're a funk soul band from Austin. Um, that I think I think they're dope, and I've been listening. I haven't gotten through like all of their album, but I've listened to some of it, and I think they're really good. Um. Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, and Lizzo, I think, will be the front runners for this. But I think this is Lizzo's year. I think they want to cap, you know, the year off with giving her some some well deserved Grammys. And I think that she, I think she's gonna get Best New Artist. I think she's gonna get Album of the Year. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, because I don't want the talk of certain initiatives to be a two year thing, and we never revisit it. I keep gathering statistics on the representation in the big four awards. So the ones that I just mentioned last year of the 32 nominations. um, And, you know, keep in mind, last year was the first year where they upped the nominations to 32. So eight in each category instead of five in each category. So last year of the 32 for the big four, 17 of them were people of color. Um, which was about the same number as the year before when there were only 20 nominees. So they increased the amount of nominees, but they kept the same percentage of representation. So that's interesting. This year, exactly half of the nominations were people of color, and almost 70% were women in the big four categories. Six out of eight of the best new artists are women. Five out of eight 
of the album of the year nominees are women, which is the same as last year. So there's definitely still some progress in that regard, because if I had done this three years ago, it's, the numbers are way lower for people of color and for women. Um, and now that Deborah Dugan is president of the Academy, I would expect to see representation and diversity among the nominees to remain a focus. And, you know, I really I talk about these big four awards because these are the big ones. Like these are the big guns of the Grammys. Winning one of these means that an artist gets to give a speech during the primetime broadcast and, you know, have a get a picture of them with their kissing their Grammy trophy like all over the Internet. Um, it can increase sales for artists who receive their awards during the live show. It's a boost called the Grammy effect. Um, and since 2001, the album of the year award has bumped sales by at least 50% and sometimes by more than 900%. So like it's, it's a real thing, you know, winning one of these awards and what it can do for your career. So, you know, if there's some misrepresentation in those categories, it needs to be fixed. And so it seems like we're trending in the right direction. And so I'm proud of that. R&B. Best R&B performance. So a lot of confusing categories with the titles. So there is best R&B performance and then there's best R&B song. This is analogous to the record of the year, song of the year conversation. Best R&B performance is about the music, the production, the actual performance. Best R&B song is about songwriting. And then you have best R&B performance versus best traditional R&B performance. Best traditional is more like, you know, that old school R&B where it's like, you know, really, you know, sticking to the the classic structure of R&B. Whereas best R&B without the traditional or even the like best urban contemporary versus best R&B is, you know, those songs that you know, are mostly R&B, but they can have, like, hip-hop leanings, they can have soul or, like, funk leanings, like, it's for those, the more contemporary albums that aren't just traditional R&B albums. So, we're starting with best R&B performance, so this is about the music, the performance. Um, Love Again, Daniel Caesar and Brandy, could have been her, Bryson Tiller, Exactly How I Feel, Lizzo, Gucci Mane, Roll some mo, lucky day, come home, Anderson Pac, Andre three thousand. I had the the toughest time predicting the R and B categories as I've had any year and out of any of the categories. I'm probably gonna be wrong in a lot of these because there are so many ways they can go. But my prediction for R and B performance is Roll some mo by Lucky Day, and I say this because out of all five of these R and B categories. Lucky Day is nominated in four of them, all of them except for Best Urban Contemporary Album. So, you know, if you nominate someone in four out of five categories, that means you really liked their work. You know, this was all from like the same album. So that also tells me that they're going to win something. And, you know, I'm looking at all these other categories and I just... I think out of all of the categories that Lucky Day was nominated in, so best R&B album, best R&B song, best traditional R&B performance, and best R&B performance, I think that Roll Some Mo 
is most likely to win best R&B performance. Runner up. I think Love Again, Daniel Caesar and Brandy deserve this award. Um but I think the runner up <laughs> would be her and Bryson Tiller's song could have been. So the song I think that deserves to win is Love Again, Daniel Caesar and Brandy. The songs that I think the Grammys will give the award to is Rosamo by Lucky Day. And if that doesn't win, could have been her and Bryson Tiller. That's what I'm saying. Best traditional R&B performance. So this is like, you know, classic structure R&B. Time Today, BJ the Chicago Kid. Steady Love, NDRE. Jerome by Lizzo. Real Games by Lucky Day. Built for Love, PJ Morton featuring Jasmine Sullivan. PJ Morton, um, who is a like a gospel singer who turned R&B, or maybe he just does both. He has um, been nominated in this R&B category like a bunch, like maybe three out of the last five years or something like that. Uh, he's won Grammys like the past two years in the R&B category, maybe the past three. He's nominated in three three of the five categories so if you ask me you know the grammys also really likes pj morton um he's nominated for best r&b album he's nominated for best r&b song and he's nominated for best traditional r&b performance i think this is a toss-up for me because if you're talking traditional r&b and you listen to jerome by lizzo oh that's it you know what I'm saying? But also out of the categories PJ Morton was nominated for, I think this is the most likely that he will win. So I think it's a toss up between Built for Love by PJ Morton featuring Jasmine Sullivan and Jerome by Lizzo. Um, my my official prediction is Built for Love by PJ Morton. I can't I can't deny the Grammys love for PJ Morton. Um, and this is actually a really good song. Um, if this doesn't win, Jerome will get it. But Built for Love is my prediction. Best R&B song. So this is about the songwriting. It's not really about like how the song sounds musically. It's the writing. Could have been her, Bryson Tiller. Look at Me Now by Emily King. No Guidance, Chris Brown, Drake. Um, Roll Some Mo by Lucky Day. Say So by PJ Morton. So this one, you know, with her not winning album of the year by my prediction, um, I think, you know, she was only nominated for this category, best R&B song and best R&B performance. And like I said, I think Lucky Day is most likely to win performance. I think her is going to win song. You know, they, they love her and I think they're going to give her an award. I think it's this one. I think it's best R&B song for could have been Bryson Tiller would get an award with that, which would be dope. Um, uh, yeah, no guidance isn't going to win a Grammy. Um, I think PJ Morton will get his Grammy for the, the one before. I think Lucky Day will get his Grammy for, uh, you know, best R&B performance. I think this is her Grammy best R&B song. Best Urban Contemporary Album. So, you know, the albums that, you know, are mostly R&B but lean to other genres. We got Apollo 21 by Steve Lacey. Great nomination. Cause I Love You Deluxe by Lizzo. 
Overload by Georgia and Muldrow. Saturn by Neo. Um, Being Human in Public by Jesse Reyes. This is a really good category. A lot of good nominations. I think Saturn by Neo, or maybe it's now. I think it's Neo. Um, I think Saturn deserves this award. But, you know, how can an album, just by logic, how can an album be album of the year and not also be the best, uh, you know, urban contemporary album, best album in that slot? I think Lizzo wins this. And especially if if I'm wrong and they don't give Lizzo album of the year, she absolutely wins best urban contemporary album. Lizzo will walk away from this show with Grammys. And if she doesn't get the top one album of the year, you know, I see a world where and this is I feel like this is how the Grammy thinks. Well, let's not give Lizzo album of the year because we want to give it to I don't know, because we want to give it to. Vampire Weekend or Lana Del Rey or Billie Eilish, but let's give her Best New Artist and let's give her Best Urban Contemporary Album. Two Grammys that she wins and deserves. Um, she just doesn't get that big Album of the Year one. That's honestly... You know what? I'm changing my pick. I just I just convinced myself. I just convinced myself. You know, out of all the Grammy shows I've watched, it is more likely that they've done something like that than them doing, you know, the big thing with the picks. I am changing my pick officially. Album of the year is no longer Cause I Love You by Lizzo. You know what? Hmm. It's Ariana Grande. It's Thank You Next. It's Thank You Next. It's Thank You Next. Thank You Next by Ariana Grande, Album of the Year. Lizzo wins Best New Artist, and she wins Best Urban Contemporary Album. Boom. I think that's I think that's what the Grammy does. I might be wrong about the Ariana thing because, you know, I don't know too much about Vampire Weekend's album um, or Billie Eilish's album, but I know about their popularity. Um, you know, I've seen, you know, Beck win albums over hip-hop and R&B artists all the time. So, you know, I, I think... I could be wrong about Ariana, could be one of those other artists, but I think I am right about Lizzo losing that and winning, you know, Best New Artist and Best Urban Contemporary Album. So I just convinced myself. Best R&B Album. So this is traditional, like classic structure, R&B. 1123 by BJ the Chicago Kid. Painted by Lucky Day. Ella May by Ella May. Paul by PJ Morton. Ventura by Anderson Paak. For me, 1123 deserves this over all of these albums by BJ the Chicago Kid. Great album. It's it's the, it doesn't get more traditional, more R&B than that album. But hmm I think LMA walks away with this. I do. Something in my gut just says and her album was amazing. It was really good. I just think that her album is more of a best urban contemporary album than an R&B album for me personally but since she's in this category I think she's gonna win this over uh over BJ the Chicago Kid so let's jump into the rap categories best rap performance so this is the same 
Um, this is talking about like the performance, the music. Um, it's not focusing on songwriting. Middle Child by J. Cole, Suge by The Baby, Down Bad by Dreamville, which features Jid, Boz, J. Cole, Earth Gang, Young Nudie, Racks in the Middle, Nipsey Hussle, Roddy Rich, Hit Boy, Clout, Offset, Cardi B. Um, it's worth noting Nipsey Hussle was posthumously uh, nominated for three Grammys Best Rap Performance, Best Rap Sung Performance, and Best Rap Song. Um, I think Nipsey Hussle will win at least one Grammy. I think exactly one. Um, I'm looking at these and I'm thinking about like the music and the performance. And it's tough because I think Down Bad and Suge are the front runners. But I think when you think about the beat, like the beat and like the performance of Suge by Baby, I think is better than the songwriting of it. So I think that this is... Suge is a song that wins a performance Grammy. Um, it's also nominated for Best Rap Song. Um, and I think it's I think it's a performance Grammy. So to me, it's between Suge and Down Bad. I think Down Bad is better. But I think I think, you know, Suge was nominated for two. I think it's gonna win one. I think Suge by the Baby, I think it wins a Grammy. I really think it does. That's my prediction. Best rap sung performance. So this is for like a solo or collaborative performance that contains R&B and rap. So, you know, basically like a rap song that features like some singing, essentially. Um, Higher by DJ Khaled, which features Nipsey Hussle and John Legend. Drip Too Hard, Lil Baby and Gunna. Panini, Lil Nas X. Ballin', Mustard and Roddy Rich, The London, Young Thug, J. Cole, Travis Scott. Um... So personally, for me, I was able to eliminate Ballin' by DJ Mustard and Roddy Rich and The London by Young Thug, J. Cole, Travis Scott, right off the bat. I don't think those should win this award. So it's between... Oh, and Drip Too Hard, Lil Baby, and Gunna. So it's between Panini and Lil Nas X and Higher by DJ Khaled, Nipsey Hussle, and John Legend. I think Higher wins it. Panini has been going crazy, but I think Lil Nas X is going to get him a Record of the Year award um i think that's a bigger deal than winning best rap sung performance um but you you already and you know if they're gonna make some concessions i don't think they're gonna make it for panini and not old town road old town road is the bigger song i think it's gonna win record of the year i think higher dj khaled nipsey hustle john legend will win and i think this nipsey hustle song is better than his racks in the middle song so i think if one of them is gonna win a grammy it's gonna be this and this is the only category that Hire was nominated in. So I think this one goes to DJ Khaled, Nipsey Hussle, John Legend. Best Rap Song. So this is a Songwriters Award. Bad Idea, YBN Corday and Chance the Rapper. Gold Roses, Rick Ross and Drake. I'm really surprised that was nominated. A Lot, 21 Savage, J. Cole. Racks in the Middle, Nipsey Hussle, Roddy Rich, Hit Boy. Suge by DaBaby. I've already said Suge, I think, is more of a performance song than a, like a songwriter's award song. I'm eliminating it. Racks in the Middle, I think Higher was a better song. I'm eliminating it. Gold Roses is just, no, that's not one of the, that's not the best rap song of the year. I like Gold Roses, Work Ross and Drake, but no. So for me, it's between Bad Idea, YB and Corday Chance, A Lot, 21 Savage, J. Cole. I think about the writing for this. Um... 
Cole's verse, Savage's verse versus YBN Corday and Chance's verse on Bad Idea, a lot wins this. If this were, if they were going head to head in a performance award with Bad Idea sampling that um, that Scarface joint, I think it it would have won over this. But because this is a songwriter's award and Twenty One Savage and Cole's verses are so dope on a lot, I think this walks away with the Grammy. Best rap album. Revenge of the Dreamers 3 by Dreamville, Championships by Meek Mill, I Am Greater Than I Was by 21 Savage, Igor by Tyler the Creator, The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. If we're talking about Grammys and, and these albums, Revenge of the Dreamers 3, I, I think that, that wins this Grammy. That's my prediction, but I also have to consider how the Grammys think. And the fact that Tyler the Creator was nominated for this award, Best Rap Album, even though, I mean, if we're being real, like it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really all rap. Like it was, but you know, I can see why it's in this category. I can see him winning this. I think the, I think the Grammys really like Tyler and, you know, how his artistry has changed. And I think they like to reward that. But at the end of the day, I think Revenge of the Dreamers 3 was just a better album. So I'm predicting that. But don't be surprised if Igor wins best rap album. Um, so then there were just uh, some other categories that I'm not predicting, but that we should keep an eye on because there are R&B and hip hop artists nominated in them. And there are a lot this year. So best pop solo performance, Spirit by Beyonce, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. So, you know, like I said, there are a lot of other opportunities for Lizzo to win some Grammys. Beyonce and all of her Lion King stuff was under this the, the pop uh, categories this year. Um, best pop duo or group performance, Sunflower, Post Malone, and Sway Lee, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus. So again, some more opportunities for Lil Nas X to win um, some Grammys. Um, and, uh, and I'm only I'm not listing all of the nominees for these categories, just the ones that are hip hop and R&B artists. Uh, John Legend's A Legendary Christmas was nominated for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. So that's cool. Uh, Beyonce's The Lion King, The Gift, nominated for Best Pop Vocal Album. Um, so notice the difference there. John Legend's Legendary Christmas was on Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. Beyonce's Lion King, The Gift, Best Pop Vocal Album. So, you know, it's the same thing. Traditional is more like those classic, um, like, pop structures. Um, Beyonce's was more of like an overall, I guess, like, John Legend's adheres to a more classic or traditional approach. Esperanza Spalding, her album, 12 Little Spells, nominated for Best Jazz Vocal Album. Uh, Julian Marley could win Best Reggae Album for As I Am. And I'm pretty sure a Marley has been nominated in this category each of the last three years. I think Damien won it two years ago. I think Ziggy was nominated last year but lost to Sting and Shaggy. So the Marleys, they own this category. Dave Chappelle could win Best Comedy Album for Sticks and Stones. Michelle Obama could win Best Spoken Word Album, which includes poetry, audiobooks, and storytelling for Becoming. The Lion King and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse soundtracks were nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. The Lion King could also get Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media. Beyonce could win Best Song Written for Visual Media for Spirit. Um... LMA could win Best Engineered Album, Non-Classical, for LMA. Uh, 
for a producer of the year non-classical i didn't see any hip-hop or r&b producers nominated so that's interesting that's one of the first times in a long time like usually you'll get people like you know no id or pharrell nominated in that category so it's interesting um best music video cellophane by fk twigs was nominated in old town road of course nominated and then there's best music film Shangri-La, that one about Rick Rubin, was nominated. Birth of the Cool, that one about Miles Davis, was nominated. And Homecoming by Beyonce was nominated. So you already know that's winning. And Beyonce actually has the opportunity to win a lot of Grammys. Uh, Nominated for one, two, uh, I don't think she counts in those. Three, like four, four or five Grammys. So you know she winning some. So yeah, that those are all of the hip hop, R and B, the main nominations. Obviously, I don't talk about the country ones, the the pop ones too much, the rock ones because that's just not what this podcast is about. Um, so yeah, we we will see um, what happens uh, with the Grammys this year. You know, I you know I've been trying to to give myself. Um, you know, to to have more faith, you know, the last couple years because they've been making these changes, but you know, it, it really hasn't worked out. So I'm I'm not I don't have my hopes up. I think I've tried to objectively go about this the best way possible, trying to predict how the Grammy thinks. But we will see. January twenty sixth, um, two thousand twenty is when the awards will air. Alicia Keys is hosting again, so that's really cool. Um, January 26th is a Sunday, obviously. So on the 29th, I will likely, you know, I'll be streaming on Twitch at that point. So obviously I will have, um, an episode where I talk about the Grammys. Um, maybe I'll have a guest on that'll work really well, especially in the new format. So yeah, um, that is it for the podcast this week. I thank you all for listening and tuning in. I'm excited to be back. Um, there's some some change. There's a lot of changes that will be happening. I will definitely be keeping you um, uh, informed, keeping you posted. Check out the Twitter um, podcast newsletter. Will be will be going out as per usual. But yeah, new big things. Stream it on Twitch. Um, link will be in the podcast newsletter where you can follow, subscribe. You know, I'll I'll have a lot of information for you so you can know what to do with that. Um, but thank you for tuning in and thinking outside the boombox, your number one source for hip hop and R&B news. Peace. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 